Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. I'm so excited to have another interesting topic to present today. And, you know, when I listen to podcasts or I'm reading something or someone says something that I think, ooh, that would make a good podcast, I always, um, in my notes, I write down podcast ideas. And a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast and they talked about this idea of the difference between privacy and secrecy. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so in my life, very relevant, as well as just really interesting. And I think it can apply to all aspects of your life. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. And so especially when you've had an experience with betrayal in your marriage, this seems very important and relevant, but it really can be lots of areas of your life. You don't have to have had betrayal to figure out the difference between privacy and secrecy. So I'm going to give you some definitions. We're going to go over what privacy is, what it means to have a secretive life. It sounds obvious, but maybe there's some things that you'll learn and be like, oh, wait a second, I don't want to do that, or how you can um, help your relationship to be more more private, but not secretive. (laughs) Anyways, so the difference between privacy and secrecy. The privacy is the state of being apart from a company or observation. So that's the Webster's definition. And secrecy, the act of keeping information hidden. So that's a bit more obvious. We can see maybe why that might not be good for a relationship. Is privacy good or bad for your relationship? Too much privacy can border on secrecy. Too little privacy, and you'll feel engulfed in relationship claustrophobia. So maybe I thought that was an interesting term, but you feel like, oh my gosh, like I never have any privacy. And I can relate to this so much with having kids. I had seven kids in, or seven kids. I had four kids in seven years. And I just remember like, I just want five minutes to myself because I even, you know, you had to, at least for me, I would put them in the car seat so I could shower or they would shower with me until they were a certain age just felt like I was never alone. And so that can feel very claustrophobic, especially to a mom. So it's important to figure out the difference of these um, privacy and secrecy. So secrecy, how you know if it's bordering secrecy, if you feel shame or fear. And shame because you feel bad about what you've done or fear because you're afraid that revealing what you've done may result in the loss of your spouse's love or respect or loyalty. And so often, I think this can be in lots of ways. Financially, um, relationship, if you know your spouse is having an affair, they're hiding something. Or if you're hiding money or spending money that you don't want your spouse to find out, these can all 
create secrecy in your marriage, and that is not good, or your relationship. So some other things um, to check in to see if you're keeping something secret is that if you're intentionally hiding something, if you feel shame and fear about sharing it, or your partner would be upset if they discovered that you were hiding it. So sometimes secrets aren't bad, right? If you're planning a surprise party for your spouse, you don't want them to find out, but you're eventually, they will find out and they're going to be surprised or you're going to be able to tell them what you did. You weren't necessarily hiding something to be deceitful. You know, during war, sometimes maybe you have to protect yourself um, from someone finding out who you really are, but we're not in war. So if that's not the case, sometimes you need to pay attention in your relationships, what you really are hiding and why, because secrets are like water and oil and they don't mix well and they're not going to be good for your relationship. So let's say you, in your past life, before you met your spouse, maybe you cheated on tests in high school, but you're not necessarily cheater. You don't do that anymore. Is that relevant to tell your spouse I think things like pornography addictions, that's important to talk to your spouse about, especially if you aren't married yet. Saying some of those things could be important in building connection and trust in your relationship, especially they can know that you're working on them or what the plan is. The possession of secrets acts like a psychic poison that alienates their possessor from the community. That was a quote by Carl Jung. Um, So we need to make sure that when we have secrets, it doesn't poison our relationship. Some things that I think people holding secrets tend to say to their partner, and I must say when I read these, I had heard them all. They say things like, they might not be able to handle it. Well, the thing is, You don't know if they can handle it or not, and it doesn't matter if they can or not. And what does handle it mean? Because if you're holding a secret, it is your responsibility to own up to that, share it with your spouse, and have the conversation. If you're afraid, can they handle it? Yeah, they might be pissed off or they might be angry. They might cry, but we need to learn to handle our spouse's emotions Our kids might be angry, but they can figure it out. We can figure it out if we work together far more than if we separate and disconnect and do it apart. I don't want to hurt them. You know what? Sometimes secrets are going to hurt the other person. It just hurts. It's not that you were meaning to hurt them. Maybe maybe it was intentional. I don't know, but it's not your, your decision to decide if they're hurt or not. And if they are hurt, How can you repair that? That is so important because I think we get caught up in what we are thinking and doing and we're holding so tight to our secrets that we don't allow the other person that may be hurt, that may be upset. We need to allow that and that's going to grow and connect you in your relationship. What good would it do sharing it? You know what? It may or may not do good. So that will be up to you to decide. But if something inside you knows that, you know what, I do need to tell my spouse, and even if it was before you were married or whatever, if it's going to help and your relationship eventually, 
or help it grow stronger, it is so important to get that out. Some things are better off kept unsaid. Okay, this may be true. Some things like, um, I think you look fat in that dress. Sometimes that may not be something you need to say, even if you are feeling that way. You could say it a little differently. But there are some things like, hey, babe, I look at pornography every day. Or I'm actually vaping. I am drinking and I'm living this double life. I have a girlfriend at work. <laughs> That's going to be a problem, right? It's You're going to be unable to have connection in your marriage. We have a don't ask, don't tell policy. And I'm just going to tell you right now from some experience with this that this is never going to work out. A don't ask, don't tell policy is just making the problem worse. And it is not going to be connecting. It's going to destroy your emotional intimacy, your connection with your spouse. It's just never going to work. Privacy, on the other hand, is a basic human need. We all need privacy in our lives. Without a private life, we can't truly get to know ourselves. So things like going to the bathroom, like we can be private in that, Um, changing our clothes, getting undressed, um, sometimes we just we want to do that, have our own space in the morning to get ready. We don't need to be hovering over each other. And I think this is with our kids too. Like when they're little, it's different. But as we get older, like having some privacy in your home, and I think it's hard, especially when kids have to share rooms, but giving giving your kids, making sure people in your home have some private time. I have one son that he's like, Mom, I can't have anyone talk to me for two hours. I'm like, okay, great. Like, go do whatever you want, and I won't bug you. So have that open communication. Some kids will need more time to have a time away from everyone. Some will need less. But just it's important to have that discussion, and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean they're off doing something wrong. They just need some space. When you first start dating and are in a relationship, you, the two me's, like, each of you, you have to become a we. So you kind of tend to spend a lot more time together and have probably have a lot less privacy. This is like a normal part of a relationship because you want to be spending all your time together. But as your relationship progresses, you need to start separating that. And when you don't, that creates codependency, no boundaries. It is a recipe for disaster. You need to have some individualization in your relationship. And some people have more than others, but I think it's so important to know what you need for privacy in your relationship. And if your spouse is becoming jealous or angry or demanding or critical or needy, that's a red flag. You need to figure out, have the conversation, what is it that is causing you to feel this way? And Maybe that's time to go to counseling or therapy or get a coach. And if you're feeling that way, like what is it inside of you that isn't allowing your spouse to have some privacy in their lives? That's a red flag for you, not for your spouse for what they're doing. So pay attention when you are feeling those feelings when your spouse wants to go off and do something else. What need in your life is not getting met? But the ideal is for you to be two individuals having 
private life, doing your things, but not having a secret life. So a healthy private life looks like if you like to dance or work out or play the guitar, that you have time and space throughout your week or your month to go do those things. That your husband or wife, they can go on girls trips or guys trips and it's okay. If you need to go get your nails done or your hair done, that you have that time and space. It doesn't mean your spouse has to come with you. You have that time and space for yourself. With your kids, maybe you take turns watching your kids do things that you enjoy so that you can have the time to go do something else that you want, a hobby, an interest. It's, of course, important to have hobbies and interests together, but it's also so important to have them separate because we aren't the same person. We're going to have different likes and dislikes. And so opening that up in your marriage is so important and it's going to connect you more in your marriage. So how much should you share with your spouse? If you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis of something, I think that's important to have a conversation with your spouse. You guys can be supports from one another. But there's many people that hide things. They don't want their spouse to know. But that is not building connection. That is building disconnection and secrecy, right? So anything with your health, with your finances. I know this is hard. And as I was thinking about why we can't do some of these things, we don't have safety in our relationship. And there might be a myriad of reasons why we don't have safety. But creating safety is so important So practicing this by having those difficult conversations about money. Money is a hard one for a lot of people, but there's a reality. This is how much we have in our bank account. This is how much our bills are. This is what I want to buy and spend money on. And, you know, there's going to be, maybe there's not enough money. Okay, let's get creative. How can we create that money in our life so we can do these things? So having those conversations is so important and building safety and doing it even if it's uncomfortable because we have to be uncomfortable in our lives. There's no way around being uncomfortable in some of these conversations. Our children. We have to talk about our children. I'm divorced and I still get to talk to my former spouse about our kids because they're our kids And I see them 99% of the time, so I know a lot more about what's going on with them than he does. So having conversations about the children and respecting each other's point of view, because I guarantee your spouse or partner is going to have a different viewpoint of how to discipline, how to teach, how to, you know, comfort, whatever. And instead of making either of you right or wrong, maybe just being curious, like, oh, I wonder why he thinks that, or I wonder why she thinks that. So that's important to talk about in your marriage. Friends and family. Definitely talking about friends and family. It could be your spouse doesn't love spending time with your family. That's okay. You can still spend time with your family without them. Um, Maybe there's certain friends you like and don't like or whatever. Some might make you uncomfortable. I think those are valid conversations to have to figure out if you're uncomfortable sharing those feelings with them. Relationship with you. Definitely talk about your relationship. How are you feeling in your relationship? 
And sometimes those are going to be honest, hard conversations. But having the ability to have that is going to leave less room for secrecy in your marriage. Um, Trusting their ability to make informed choices and decisions. So as you build on these principles, um, you're going to know, like, is my husband or spouse, are they trustworthy? Can I rely on them? Another rule of thumb, like those are good things, right, that you want to talk about or not necessarily good things, but just information that you should share with your partner. Um, Maybe some things that are uncomfortable, but so you keep open-minded like, um, hey, just so you know, I spent $10,000 in Las Vegas and gambled it away and lost it. I promise you, you'd rather say that then have them figure it out without you coming forward. It's going to be a hard conversation, and it's going to suck. But that's better than them finding out without you telling them. Because if you don't tell them, you're keeping it secret, right? But this is an open conversation that you need to have. Um, that you backed up and hit another car in a parking lot. Like, that's never happened to anyone, I'm guessing, for sure happened to me you need to be forthright instead of having them notice the car like hmm I wonder what happened here and everyone's like I don't know it wasn't me and then just trying to make it go away it's not going to go away that you have a secret email account or a tinder account um, a dating app when you're married that's something that you should talk about instead of having their friend who just got divorced on the app saying, wait a second, and I've totally had this happen. I saw your husband and what's going on. I guarantee your wife is going to want to know about your account before her friend finds it. Um, Maybe that you were fired from the last three jobs instead of just you decided you just didn't want to work there anymore and you just quit every time. Like these are things to keep your relationship not secretive, to have the conversations about. The second rule of thumb is you voluntarily share things that you believe will help increase your partner's understanding of who you are and how you came to be you. So if you were bullied through high school and it was really traumatic for you and you get married and you think, oh, that's not going to really affect how I deal with life, and you haven't healed from that trauma, that's something you should talk about. And it's not to bring up the past necessarily, but it's so your wife can understand, okay, where you're coming from. And hopefully you'll have the desire to heal from that trauma. But these are important things to talk about. Hey, I've been addicted to porn since I was 12, and I really want to marry you. I'm working on These are the things I'm doing. Those are things you need to talk about. That your mom never told you she loved you. Or you never felt loved at home. You never felt good enough. Um, All these things could affect your future relationships. So I think they're important to bring up. Not in a negative way, but in a connective way. Maybe these will connect you and you can figure out why you're doing things, why you have this rage or anger. You're expecting your wife to make you feel good enough. These are all reasons to have these conversations. I think it would be important to have a personal policy of transparency. In other words, when it comes to your private life, if your spouse asks you about it, answer truthfully. I think so often 
we can get like intuitive thoughts or feelings and then we come to our spouse and say, hey, what about this? And we think the best thing is to lie about it. It's never, never the right way. Um, to be as honest, to tell the whole truth, you'll be able to feel that from each other. Hey, why were you yelling at the kids? All they said was they don't want to go and you were enraged. Well, maybe the truth was that you had gotten in trouble at work or you did X, Y, or Z, and then you can connect. You can be like, oh, yeah, it wasn't because you're just a jerk and decided to start yelling at your kids, but figure out the reason why behind maybe some of these things, and then you can share that with your spouse. And that's full transparency. Maybe you weren't planning on telling them about the thing at the work, but it's coming out in anger towards your kids, so maybe now you need to. And you don't need to disclose everything, right? But if you know it's going to hurt them if they find out later, then for sure you need to tell your spouse. Some things that maybe are reasons why you don't want to tell your spouse the truth at the moment is if you're having a surprise party for. But how often do we do that, really? Like once in your marriage, probably, or a few times, or maybe a surprise gift or a trip. I mean, it might happen a few times, but that is really not the general rule. If someone comes to you, a friend or a confidant, or if in your job you're a coach or a therapist, or you're a bishop or pastor for your church, and they tell you something in privacy to keep secret, that's a time when you you should keep that. That Someone is relying on you to be secret. You don't need to tell your spouse. And hopefully that can be a mutually respective thing. If her friend comes to her and tells her something in confidence, and I think it's important to even ask the person, hey, would you be okay if I told my spouse? And if they say no, then honor that. We don't necessarily need to tell our partner every little thing that happens throughout the day, but something like, hey, just so you know, um, I had the plumber at the house and he was being, made me very uncomfortable. Maybe that's something you should talk about. Like, hey, I don't want to ever have this plumber come to my house again or the electrician or can we fire that yard guy because he makes rude responses every time I go out in the yard. Those are conversations, but like, hey, this is what I ate. Now, if you went to lunch, hey, just so you know, I've gone to lunch with the same woman for a whole month. Like, that's a red flag, right? You're hiding that. That's a secretive thing. Or if you had that boundary in your marriage and you did end up going to lunch with a woman, I think that's important. You need to bring it up. And it might cause for 10 minutes of drama and uncomfortableness and upset and who knows what, but that is better. The more you can build that trust and connection from not becoming secretive, even though you felt like, well, is it really her business? If you think that, just err on the side of, yes, it's her business. Okay, so in conclusion, I think it is important to have privacy in your life. You need to have your own things. Be your own person. And it's essential. It's a need we all have. But you know when your boundary or you're being more secretive than private. I think we all have that intuition, the knowing. And if you're way off base, just experiment. Like, hey, wife, um, this is what I had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they're like, 
I don't care. Don't, I don't care what, how many weights you lifted at the gym. I don't really care. Like you go brag about that to your friends. I, I could care less. You're going to know, right? So maybe practice that or like, Hey, I spent a thousand dollars, you know, on X, Y, and Z and they get angry or whatever. Like you can gauge and practice and figure out what, what you want to know and what you don't want to know in to tell your spouse. Secrets are distinguished by intentionally hiding information, feelings of shame and fear, and the fact that your partner would be upset if they discovered what you're hiding. So think about that. Like if you're seeing like, is this a privacy thing, secretive thing, use that as your gauge of what's right or wrong. Develop your private life. Figure out what your hobbies are and interests are and start doing those things because you need to have a life outside of your marriage and your kids. And if you're not sure what to tell your spouse, make sure if your partner would feel angry or betrayed, if they discovered it on their own, tell them. If you believe that sharing the information will increase your partner's understanding of who you are and how you came to be, share it. In a marriage these are so important because you're going to feel more connected and especially with your spouse, with your kids, it's going to be a stronger, happier marriage. So thanks for listening. And I really appreciate all your love and support. Please don't forget to leave me a review on Apple. And also I recently found I'm on Audible too. You can leave a review on Audible, I'm pretty sure. And if you have anyone that's interested in coaching, I'd love to be their coach. Thanks so much. Have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.